Hello, everyone, and welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I'm your host, Lisa, the life coach and anxiety coach that helps people overcome anxiety in all the ways it might manifest, but specifically perfectionism, imposter syndrome, analysis paralysis. I help people overcome those and live happier, healthier lives. And my guests, they help people in many different ways. And today was definitely a very interesting interview. I had on Eli Gonzalez, the godfather of ghostwriting. Yes, an actual ghostwriter. I was so excited to to find out more about ghostwriting and what he does. And, you know, his story was very interesting, you know, how he ghostwrites and helps people, you know, just really establish their expertise and that authority and just, you know, take off in their area of business or coaching. And then also, you know, helping people get on the New York Times bestseller list, for example, or even get motion pictures made out of their books. Just amazing what he does. And now he helps people become ghostwriters. He does a certified ghostwriting program. So it was a very interesting interview. I know you'll enjoy it. And if you have ever thought about writing a book, he definitely dropped some amazing value in this episode about how to do that and how to get started, as well as a discount to his 45-day challenge program. Just phenomenal. So glad he offered that. So check out the episode And I know you'll enjoy it and just get out there and live more vibrantly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I have another fantastic guest for you today, and I will let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Eli Gonzalez. I'm a best-selling ghostwriter, and I have a publishing company called The Ghost Publishing. Lisa, I am the ghost. (laughs) The ghost. (laughs) I like that. I, I feel like... So excited to have someone with that nickname on the show. (laughs) So, you know, there's a lot to talk about today, I I think. But tell us a little bit about being a ghostwriter, because I find that very fascinating. Yeah. So, well, there's no school for ghostwriting. There's, you know, this is uh, the ghostwriting profession is one that you you, you, you kind of stumble into or you, 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 you work your way into before you even know that you're doing it, which is how I began it. But for the listeners out there that aren't familiar with the term ghostwriting, let's lay down that foundation first. A ghostwriter is a person that will interview someone, either their intellectual property or, or their, their life story or whatever it may be. And then we write the book for that person as if we were that person. And that's the writer part and ghostwriter. The ghost part comes in once the book gets published, our name isn't in it. The client gets 100% of the rights and the royalties. And as ghosts, we just kind of disappear. So kind of like an unflattering way to say it is almost like we're like midwives where we take that baby from somebody's head and we help bring it out to the world into a book. But then it's not our baby, right? It's their baby. It's their content. Right. That's super fascinating. So it's their idea, but you're the the work behind making it a product that somebody else could can read and, and consume. Yeah. You know, the statistics say that about 79% of American adults at one point in time feel like they should write a book. And most people would, but they don't have the time. You know, they just, they just, especially business owners, especially people that are pretty successful, you know, managing their businesses and, 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 and their, their lives and their hobbies and, and everything else they don't seem to have the time to be able to write the book. Even those that do, that can get away, let's say to, to the mountains, to just go away to the Tennessee in the mountains for two months. They may not have the wherewithal 
they have all this knowledge and this expertise and they live through these fantastic, amazing things in their lives, but they don't know the first thing, how to put it down word for word so that someone other than their mother would read. You know, so, so the, that, that's the two re- main reasons why people hire ghostwriters. They don't have the time. It's not that they're not smart. They could be very, very proficient at what they do, but writing is just a different ballgame. They can be great speakers. I've written books for speakers that speak all over the world, but they just don't write that way. They feel that they don't compel the same attention in written word as they do when they're on stage. And the third reason why people hire a ghostwriter is because finally the book gets done. You paid for it and it gets done. Right. That's nice. Is ghostwriting always for kind of like, this is my story or someone, a speaker that wants to turn those concepts into a book? Or do you do like fiction and things like that as well? Well, we we don't do fiction. Writing someone's life story is, is tough enough as it is to write somebody's imagination with spaceships or werewolves or something like that. That's <laughs> We stay in our lane. Uh, the ghostwriters that do that, I, I, my hat's off to them. We specialize in nonfiction books. The most, most of what we do are either business books, we'll do uh, books on faith, and we'll do biographies and memoirs, you know, and, and motivational self-help, those types of books. That's it. That's an excellent field. I know that a lot of people listening to this are probably wanting to write their own book, like in kind of the self-help arena. Yeah, yeah. In the self-help arena, if anybody wants to get on stages, if anyone wants to get some media attention, get on podcasts like these, get on radio shows, get on TV shows, there's no better door opener than being an author in a particular subject or in an industry. A lot of what we do are business books. And what's fascinating about business books is that, and I believe that just about every business owner should have a book, by the way. I've seen the other side of it. I've been doing this for eight years now. And, and I've seen the other side. I've seen the, the ramifications, the ROI of business books. And the funny thing is, it rarely comes from book sales. It, it rarely comes from book sales, but you don't write a business book to make money selling books, although it could happen. You write a business book to make more money in your business. So just imagine in whatever area code you live in, there are maybe 300 realtors there. But if one of them would stand up and write a book about buying and selling homes in that area code, that person all of a sudden just jettisons from the marketplace and becomes the shining star. All of a sudden, that person is the expert and the authority on selling books there. So if someone is looking to buy a house there in that area code, who else would they find or trust being that they don't know anyone other than the person who wrote a book about it? <laughs> that, that makes the, the saying literally true. He wrote the book on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I helped a guy write a book about speaking. And the title of the book is The Book on Public Speaking. And now he literally says, I wrote the book on public speaking. <laughs> that's excellent. That, that's a fantastic marketing tool. It helps you establish that, that, that expertise. So that's fantastic. So obviously the benefit of what you do in that way is, is very clear. What else do you do for your clients? Well, we're in the business track. Let, let, let me say this because there's something that it's my pet peeve from business authors. I hear the term a lot, you know, it's like a glorified business card, my book. You know, people throw away business cards, they won't throw away a book and they, they use it like, but I'll tell you what, people that use a book like a glorified business card are going to get out of that book what they would from a glorified business card. And that's not much. You have to understand the difference, right? A book, a business card, regardless how, who designs it, how wonderful it is, it can't move anybody. It can't shift anybody's mindset. It can't teach somebody. It can't make someone laugh. It can't make someone cry. When you understand how to leverage authorship 
and that it's not a business card. It literally becomes like a wrecking ball and it smashes through walls and it shows the authors paths they never knew they'd be able to walk on. I just want to say that before we, we get into the other things, because we no, were talking about, about business books. And if you do write a business book, understand the power, the dragon you have by the tail. And if you don't understand it, you're not going to benefit from it as you should. Right. That's a fantastic point. You know, like you said, if you're not going into it to hawk book sales, <laughs> to, you, buy my book, read my book. It's to establish that authority in, in your field that leads to those interviews. And when people Google it, it's like, oh, and and here's the book that, that they wrote. Yeah. And then when there's, you know, industry specific events going on, you send it to to the event planner and, and, and you're an author in the subject. And all of a sudden you're getting on stages and instead of, uh, you know, one fell swoop, you know, uh, you know, it could take a year or two if you're a good speaker, but in a couple of years, they could be paying you to introduce yourself to a thousand people and you get a booth there at the event. That's where the ROI really, really multiplies and compounds itself when you know how to leverage the fact that you got a book. But first, you got to write a book and not just any book. You got to write a good book. Right. You know? That, that would be important. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can boil water and throw ingredients out there and call, and it, and call it a soup, you know, but to make soup like my mom, that takes a skill that takes a, a recipe. And, and that's what we do for our clients. We have a, a proven recipe on how we write different genres of books that have helped them in the long run and in the short term. Awesome. Awesome. So then all these people out there wanting to write books or they see the benefit of having this book that will help them open these doors, what keeps them, what is holding them back from doing it? There's a few things. Like I said earlier, you know, one is time, one is not knowing how to do it. But one of the major ones is fear. This gets a little deep into the psychological of, of human beings. People sometimes, they have this hope for this book. While they have this hope that one day they're going to write this book and it's going to change them, that continues to drive them forward. One of these days I'm going to write my book and they, they can become delusional about it. One of the reasons why people don't actually publish the book is because once they do, that hope is put to the test. And internally, they don't even realize it, Lisa, but internally they have a fear. If this doesn't work, what else do I have to hang my hat on with hope? And some people would rather live with that one of these days hope so that they can have some optimism than to find out if in fact, you know, um, that will do what they hope it will. And it's that fear of finding out that if it doesn't work, what else do they have? That is a fear that people don't even realize that they have on why they don't write their books. Right. Absolutely. I work with my clients on that same kind of fear. And it's what creates analysis paralysis in any situation. Because as long as you're thinking about it, you're both very successful at it and then a complete failure because you haven't done it. But still get to have that little bit of, oh, I'd be so great. My book would be greater. You know, it would be fantastic. I'm one day. So you, you still get to, it's like a, a Schrodinger's cat kind of situation. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, what are some ways that you've helped people like overcome those fears and, and get started? Well, for, for one, we don't take on just anyone, you know, ghostwriting, you know, depending on your bank account, you know, it could be deemed a, a big ticket item, right? So depending on what people want from their book. If, if someone's a, a major introvert and, and if they don't want limelight, if they don't, I, I, I try to dissuade them from working with me. The last thing I want to do is have someone, you know, have their hopes up, but then not be able to carry their end of it and then blame me for it. <laughs> you know, you know, I paid Eli 
and we did this book and he said we would do this and hasn't done anything. We are pretty selective. We've got so many testimonials and I've written two books this year will become major motion pictures, Lisa. Nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. One with Lionsgate and the other one. Well, the other one's not confirmed yet. It looks like it, it to be a home run. So the way I help them, you know, uh, ease their fears is I just tell them what I did for clients before, you know, and then, but then it's up to them. It's up to them. You know, how, how hard are you going to go after this? If you want to write a book to just put on Amazon and, and people can order from Barnes and Noble, if that's it, you know, you're not my client, but if, if you want a book and you're going to execute a plan for it to double or triple your business or what have you, then you're my client. Right. So they have to be willing to invest in themselves and do the, do the work. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, my reputation gets hit. That's not on me. That's not on me. We, we, we write what we believe are phenomenal books at the time that it's published. The client thinks it's phenomenal. We write books that somebody's spouse says, man, babe, this sounds like it's you. This sounds like you really wrote this, even though you didn't write a word of it. You know, we're not writers. We're not writers. We are ghostwriters. And there's a big, big difference it's a different skill set. We're a different breed of writer. But ultimately, the author has to drive it. We'll, we'll give them the tools. We'll give them the, it's the, whole, the whole thing. You know, you can coach your clients and you can tell them exactly what they need to do. And then the next month, they're crying with the same problems, same pains. And you're like, yeah, but you didn't do what we said you would do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, at some point, it's on you. And that's why I work with, with alphas, with go-getters, people that want to dominate their space, people that see themselves, they envision themselves on stages, they envision themselves opening up another location, they envision themselves hiring three people next year. You know, that's who we work with. It's not so much what do you want to write a book about, it's what do you want the book to do for you? That's one of the main questions I ask. And when our synergies align, you know, we'll work with people who feel like they can change the world and we'll support them in doing it. Amazing. That's fantastic. And so then, you know, tell us a bit about what it's like to be your client. It's paradise. They get to work with me once a week. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so our process, so that you can see what the client goes through. We start off with a 90 minute session because someone might say, okay, you know, I've been coaching for 20 years. I've got these 10 tips or these, these 12, you know, uh, traits or whatever it may be. And I, I want to write a book and I'm like, okay, 12 is not enough. You got to understand everybody in the world today has ADHD. That's number one, even our grandmothers. Number two, the tendencies of readers has shifted in just the last five years. Forget about from 10, 20 years ago. In just the last five years, the tendencies of readers have shifted. Video is on. Podcasts are growing leaps and bounds. Video was growing. We've got billion dollar marketing agencies fighting, doing all kinds of psychological things for our attention. Attention is currency. People aren't apt to read a 12-chapter book about 12 things. That's what I tell my, my clients in the front end. So we start with a 90-minute session because what we need are 40, 50 to 60 topics. And it could be in 12 chapters, but in each chapter, we need four or five subtitles so that when someone's looking, well, if I want to buy this book as compared to another book, another book will be these 12 things in their table of contents, whereas my client's book will have those 12 chapters, but all these bullet points and all these things that he touches on. Thus giving that client now the ability to speak on different stages on all 30, 40, or 50 things. So that's, the, that's why we do that 90-minute session. And it's a deep dive, and it's a lot of why is this important. And we uncover all these things that now we can put into the book. Then I outline the book on our story arc process, and then hopefully I'll get to talk about that a little bit. And then basically, we interview our clients an hour a week. Most of my clients are very busy, but they have an hour a week. And the cool thing for them is that 
They don't have to think about the whole book, their whole life or, or everything. For that week, they just think about that chapter coming up. So now they're just focusing on the three, four or five subtitles. And now when they sit with me, either, you know, mostly now through Zoom, they're giving me their best thinking, their best, most forward thinking. Because they, you know, it's, it's bite-sized pieces for them. They've had a week to just think about something that they're already very proficient at. So they end up giving us a lot better information than maybe they would have written themselves. And then we're able to give them back a better book. And what we do is we send them a chapter a week. We interview once a week, three days after our meeting. We send them that chapter. They can red pen it, edit it. Eli, I don't talk like this. You know, this. And, and if they're very, very um, you know, forthcoming with their edits, by the time we're in chapter three or four, we are in cruise control. We got their voice down. We're meeting once a week. It is pleasurable. It's, it's on the time clock. Life happens sometimes. We won't meet a week or so where, you know, that, that, that's cool. But typically between three or four months, the client has their book. That's their journey. They, they meet with us once a week. They get it. They have full veto power. It's their book. That's great. I think, you know, knowing that you would have that product done in that time period is, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, and then the celebration starts. Then there's a, the book launch and all these people come over and, you know, whether it's a restaurant or a Barnes and Noble store or whatever it is, you know, and, uh, and then they just, they just, you know, hopefully they can kick their business or their coaching career, their speaking career, just kick it into another gear. And then they follow up with how to leverage now that they're an author, which is what we teach as well while we're helping them write their book. Leveraging the, the book and the, the authority that it creates for them. Exactly. And then those that opt our marketing program, uh, we market for uh, three months at a time and it starts a month before the book gets released. We don't market the book. We don't market for book sales. We market the author. We get that author on stages. We get that author media coverage. We get that author, you know, in fitness magazine or, or other things that we've been able to do. And by, by marketing the author, come book sales, you know, come, come added exposure. And Grant Cardone says, the most profitable companies aren't really the best at what they do, they're to, but they're the best known. And that's the name of the game. Get known. That's true. That's very true. And that is that is kind of the thing now, especially with social media, is differentiating yourself in your market as the expert. So it sounds like a book, which most people want to do anyways, is a fantastic way to establish that authority. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, you know, obviously I'm in the industry and I may sound biased, but I think <laughs> it is the best way to get on stages and to get referrals and to be uh, more credible and get media attention. I think it's the number one way to do that. Fantastic. And so you mentioned your story arc process. Yes. Tell us more. <laughs> so I have a seven step story arc process and this takes a while to explain, but I'm going to give it to you guys. I'm, and I'm explaining the first one for anyone out there, any of your listeners that are looking to write a book, and maybe you've already started, if you've mentioned yourself more than two or three times in that first chapter, stop writing. You're already doing it wrong. But it's, it's human nature, Lisa, right? Like, you know, we sit down to write a book and, and we want to pour our heart down and we want to we wanna give our credibility. Hey, I'm writing this sales book because I've made president's clubs for 10 years in a row. You know, I'm writing this sales book. Me, me, me. This is my resume. This is what I've done. They start their life story with, hey, I was born at this time and this and it. And it's not that we're egotistical, but that's the way we feel like it should start. But we're thinking at it from our perspective. And what we do is we consider the reader. Why is the reader picking up that book? Are they picking it up to be entertained? Are they picking it up to learn? What's their motive behind picking up the book? So what we do, step one, is we establish normalcy with the reader. So take any, any movie you've seen. The first 15 minutes of every new movie you've seen, 
the writer of that movie and the director of that movie, what they do is they establish normalcy for the viewer. So romantic comedy, we see the woman, she wakes up, she talks to her cat, you know, she, mm-hmm. she goes to weddings by herself, dinners by herself. For 15, 10 minutes, that's her life. We know the viewers, that's her normal life, right? If it's a thriller, we see the, we see the guy, how much he loves his kids. Married for 25 years, but it looks like they're still, him and his wife are still newlyweds, right? right. That's established. That's every movie. Harry Potter is being mistreated under the stairs, right? Like to, to every movie, we establish normalcy for the viewer. So the way we establish normalcy is, so let's say I'm writing a sales book for someone. We'll interview them. What are problems that salespeople are having? And we'll make a list of it. And we, we, we do a deep dive brainstorm on it. What are the problems that this book is going to solve? Okay, you know, the people that are in salary, you know, they're getting paid 40 hours of work. They're probably working 50 or 60 hours. That's a problem. You know, they're not hitting quota. That's a problem. They're getting rejected a lot. Their confidence is low. That's a problem. They don't like their boss. One minute, you're the king of the hill. You killed the month. The next minute, you're last place on the leaderboard. So for chapter one, what we do is instead of talking about you, the author, we talk about all the issues that salespeople are going through. So now when the salesperson that needs this book looks at it, that's the normalcy part. They see their normal everyday struggles and they're like, hey, that's me. Hey, that's what I think too. Oh my God, I've said that yesterday to, 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 to Sally, right? And then they, they identify themselves with the author and psychologically, this is, this is why I get the big bucks, Lisa. <laughs> psychologically, the reader, because they see their problems on the page in the first chapter, psychologically, they, or, or, or should I say subconsciously, they give that book and the author the benefit of the doubt that if they read this book, it's going to help that problem because the author identified it. Nice. Right. And and yeah. that's what we, you know, when we're thinking from our own reference point with, let me tell all the reasons you should listen to me in the beginning. That's what we're going for. Right. But that's the way to get there. That's the way to get there. And most people will, will put up a, a semblance of their resume there instead when we don't care about you. We don't know you, author. We don't care about you. We just want to know, is reading this book worth my time? Do you know what I'm going through? Because I don't care if you are multimillionaire and you've been a multimillionaire for 10 years. I, you know, somebody could be thinking there, I've been struggling making 40 grand a year. Maybe you're not even in touch with me. You're not even in tune with me. So if you tell me how much millions you have, subconsciously, I'm thinking you're, you might not be my guy. I need somebody that knows what it's still like to be in the trenches. Maybe you were in these trenches 15 years ago, but prove to me that you know what I'm going through now. Not just that you have all this money now and all this free time and you have these three businesses, you're bored and now you wrote a book. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know that you know me. And that's how you get that acceptance from from the reader. Okay, I'm going to read this book. That makes perfect sense and a great way to approach that. That's super valuable. Thank you for sharing that with us, Eli. Yeah, no, no, no. And and I hope people that are wanting to write books and you're reading this, hit rewind and listen to that again. (laughs) This time, take out your notepad and listen to that again. So then there's step two, Lisa. Step two, what we call the chance happening. So back to the movie analogy. 15 minutes into the movie, the guy is introduced tall, dark, and handsome. Maybe they will be rivals for position, whatever. 15 minutes into the thriller movie, the wife gets killed or the kids get abducted. The thing is that the movie gets kicked into overdrive. Now we're getting what we want. We want to see romantic comedy. Now the game is afoot. We want to see a thriller. Now we see the vengeance. Now we see it. 
you know, that's what we call the chance happening. Our chance happening, and if you're listening to this and you're writing write a book, I'm telling you, take down your notepad. I'm going to give you some gold right here. Our chance happening, we do this on the, at the end of the first chapter. This is the last paragraph of the first chapter. We write something like this to kick the book into overdrive. Contained in this book, this is what we write literally, word for word, something like this. Contained in this book are answers you've been searching for that should you manifest into action. What I teach here, it's going to change your life or it's going to help your marriage, or it's going to change your finances, or it's going to help you the way you think about yourself, whatever the book is designed to do. Now you, you, you've told that reader, you've established normalcy, relatability with the reader, and now you're promising that reader, contain this book of the answers, that's all you need. That, that first chapter alone can get you on stages without people reading the rest of your book. Right. So, so, so those are the first two steps of our seven-step story arc process. Obviously, the content has to be good. We've taken, you know, content and, and whatever that we thought maybe wasn't as good as what's out there. But with our process, I mean, we've buffed it up, shined it up, and, and it's done very well in the marketplace. And just from those first two steps, I, uh, we can tell that you have, you know, you've got some, some genius going on here in this process. So I know that if, if the client commits to you and, and follows the process, that they're going to be happy with the results. Yeah. So, so thank you for saying that. You know, I've written enough. I've written now 85 books for people. That's a lot I've of written, books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've written 85. So, so I, I was the senior ghostwriter. We haven't said this yet. For a large publicly traded uh, publishing company. I was their senior guy. And I doubled down into writing when I first knew I could make a living as a writer. I went to writers' conferences, writers' critique groups. I read so many books on how to write and, and, and all these things. And, and when I got promoted to become their senior guy, I got to pick and choose the projects I worked on. And mind you, this is a large publicly traded company. So, so we had huge names on the roster. So every big fish that came in, I wrote their books. And as a result of their fame, and I want to say something to do with my writing and as I was developing my process, I've written 12 books that have become New York Times bestsellers. I've written more than 20 books that have become Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestsellers. I don't know how many books that have become Barnes & Noble bestsellers and a plethora Maybe, maybe 40 to 50 books that have become legit Amazon bestsellers. That is very impressive. And so, so you know, I, I thank you. And um, so, so I started, I, I, started I, I, free, I realized how much they were charging for me. All of a sudden, the, my rates went up. Like, like they, they, they were charging big bucks for me to write. And I'm thinking, okay, and you're only giving me this much? Wait a minute. So, so I, I, I left there on great terms. I started to freelance and, uh, and I opened up a publishing company because what I saw was that the company had done such great books and that, not just the books I've worked on. We had great writers and, and also great authors that would come in and publish books, but the book didn't do much for them. So I opened up a publishing company thinking I would help people, you know, with the publishing aspect of it. So this is kind of funny. So I go to a, a, a networking group and I introduce myself as a publisher and nobody cared. For two months, nobody cares. I'm, I'm Eli, publisher, nobody, you know, very little bites. I go to the next one after a couple months. Hi, I'm Eli. I'm a ghostwriter. Oh my God, Lisa. I was like the hottest girl at the club. Everybody wanted my number. Everybody wanted to dance. I mean, I can see you. Your, your, your podcasters don't have the, the, the luxury of seeing you. Kind of like a day like you, because you're a very pretty woman. I can say that respectfully. 
but maybe I felt like you would at it on, on one day where everybody just wanted my time and attention. <laughs> and very quickly, I started working three, four, five books at a time. That's, that's actually when I established the, 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 the one, one hour a week thing because I had too many books I couldn't, you know, and I started, okay, I'm writing for you Monday, you Tuesday, you Wednesday, you Thursday, you Friday. And then I got started getting even more business and I had to hire subcontractors and teach people my system. And fast forward to today, I have seven people in, my, in, our, in our company and we work together and we, we write, edit, publish books, market the authors and, you know, make dreams come true. That's absolutely fascinating. And, you know, this, this might be a, a difficult question, but, you know, you help them realize this dream. And in some cases, it, it, it goes to this bestseller. But you're the ghost, right? You're behind the scenes. So what is your favorite part about that? What is the part about it that, you know, fulfills you so that it's okay, your name's not on the book? <laughs> yeah. So, so when, when the first times... Uh, some of the books I did were very successful. I like was so sad, melancholy. I mean, I was like, nobody's going to know I wrote that. You know, like, like that guy's an idiot. Most of that content's mine. Nobody's going to know. And look at, look, and look at how it's done. You know, like you have to be as a ghostwriter comfortable with the obscurity part. What, what shifted for me was the perspective. I, I hired a life coach and, and because, because I was, I was pretty depressed about it. And, 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 and I was about to, to, to go on my own. But to answer your question, what which shifted my perspective on it is, A, look at all these people I'm serving. You know, so while this book does really well, while my name is attached to it or not, God knows what I did. You know, I'm making a difference in this world. And it's not for my benefit, but it's, it's just that it, this, is, this is a life worth living kind of deal. And that, you know, um, it took a little while, but, but I started to really, really, really revel in the fact that I'll never know how many people I've helped. But I know when I'm done on this earth, I've helped a lot of people, a lot more people than anyone probably thought I ever could, that I thought I ever could. That is inherently a feeling that, you know, lets you go to sleep pretty well at night. The other thing I did was I quadrupled my rates. <laughs> and, That'll help. <laughs> and, and, and that helped, you know, being able to buy, you know, an ice cream after helped uh, ease the pain of, of um, people not knowing, being able to order whatever flavor ice cream I wanted, that, that helped a little too. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like you said, you know, your your reach as far as how many people you can help and influence, I would think is greater being a ghostwriter than being the one author in the one field. They're just doing their thing and they're reaching those people, but you're able to reach many more people by helping more authors achieve their dreams. Yeah, no, and that, and that's true. And, and, and I really love it. And, uh, and, and I love that, you know, we've we, we've done books that have helped marriages. We've done books that have helped turn around um, mom and pops. You know, we, we've done books that um, have helped people get away from abusive relationships. You know, so, um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's comforting to know that you're living your purpose. You know, I, I found my calling and I, feel, I don't think a lot of people do. And I, and I appreciate and I respect that I did. And, uh, and I absolutely love what I do. That's amazing. So... For those who are listening and, and they're ready to get a, get a piece of this, how do they reach out to you to work with you? So I formed a, a company called International Ghostwriters Association 2017. And now I actually help people make a living as a ghostwriter. So oh, the International okay. Ghostwriters Association, now, now, now I help people do it. 
And, and, and I'm answering your question. I know that, see, I'm a writer. I kind of go the long way sometimes in answering a question. But one of my students nicknamed me the godfather of ghostwriting, kind of like I blessed them, kissed the ring, you're the godfather kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, they can reach me at my website, www.godfatherofghostwriting.com. That's a good Godf- one. Godfatherofghostwriting.com. There's a, there's right there in that homepage, there's a way to uh, give me information and anything you'd like to know about me, or if you want to set up a call with me or, or what have you, that's how to find me. Awesome. And we'll also have your, you know, information in the show notes for them. So then tell me a little bit about that. How do you help people become ghostwriters? This started from being stabbed in the back. So I had to hire these people to, to, to help me with the demand I was getting. And after someone did about four books with me and learned my process in the same city where, where I reside, he starts his own ghostwriting business. And he's like, okay, Eli charged X for me. I know Eli's process. Let me just charge you with what he would have paid me. So you're kind of going to get the same thing if you went through Eli, but without him taking the percentage. And now you work directly with me kind of deal. And this guy just tried to just like undercut me big time. And I was like so upset for one. And then when it happened again, it happened, it happened a few times. And I'm thinking, how can I grow this business? There's so many backstabbers out there. There's so many, you know, and then, uh, but, but the, I, I can't let those people change me. Right. And, and I was talking to someone and, and they kind of said, but you know what you've done? You've proven that you can teach people how to do this for a living. And so that marinated in me. And I said, well, let me, let me take that knife out of my back or those knives out of my back and with those same tools carve something so that I can now be in control and help people do that because you know I'm I'm doing it a lot of people would love to make a living as a writer and this is one of the ways to do it so I formed the company and I have a course and and through this course International Ghostwriter Association you could you can find this on on Facebook you know through this course it's a two and a half month long course but people that pass this course they become accredited or I'm sorry, certified ghostwriters through the International Ghostwriter Association. By the way, this is the only certification course on the planet, as far as I know. For ghostwriting, amazing. For ghostwriting. Thus giving that, that, that student who graduates the gravitas, the credibility, if you will, of being, if he's a, he or she is in Chicago, of saying, yeah, there's other ghostwriters here in Chicago, but I'm the only one certified to do it. I'm the only one that actually went to a school designed for this. And in that course, you know, you got to be a strong writer to come in. We're not teaching writing 101. You know, you got to want to be a writer. You learn our seven steps. You learn everything, including negotiation, how to sell. You, you get a toolkit. By the time you graduate, you've got your website up. You've got your business card. You've got your pitch. You're plugged into a couple of networking groups. You are open for business by the time you graduate. And you need that in order to get the certification. You know, uh, what we're doing is establishing. We want to make sure that, well, what I believe that uh, ultimately the, the success of that school is going to depend on the success of its clients. So Lisa, th- this is a pass or fail course. You can pay the money and fail it. We have, we have a professor that, that, that grades work based on our rubric, the way we teach it. We, we, we don't care how you write books. We want to know if you're going to be certified by us that you write books the way we write books. You know, it's not just, hey, I paid this money for this course. Now I have the certification. I didn't even watch the videos. You can get certifications like that. Right. You know, anyone thinking of, of joining us, this is not that. This, this, this is the real deal. Like if you paid a tuition in college to learn something and you're going to get tested on it, we're not going to boot you. We will be with you as long as it takes for you to get to where you got to get to. And when you're done, we're going to have full confidence you to give you business because we know that you know our process. We've read your writing. You've taken our 
our, our, our notes and our coaching and our guidance. You've implemented it. And now you're a monster, you know, go ahead and tear up Chicago. Mm-hmm. By the way, we, we, we don't, we don't sell uh, memberships or, or we don't sell seats into this to more than two people per city. We're not going to flood Chicago with 10 certified ghostwriters. It's only going to be two. We want to make sure that you kill it. That's, that's how I help people become ghostwriters. That sounds fantastic. I mean, that's, it's a great program that offers, you know, the help with getting everything going. That's always important after you've gotten the education, but it's fantastic that it's very rigorous so that they, you know, when they pass it, they know that they've, they've accomplished something and they've learned it and that they can do the books for others. Yep. And and we, we start again, June in the first week of June is our next opening. The first week of June is our next open work. We're constantly trying to improve and we've had, uh, we've had a lot of great feedback. And as we continue to learn and evolve, we're refreshing some of the content and starting June 1st, well, not June 1st, the first week of June, that, that course starts again. If you're listening, if you've ever wanted to become a writer, it really is hard, depending on what you run write about, to make a living as an author. It's, it, it's a lot easier to make money from a book if you have a business but it's hard to make a living as an author per se. And if that's one of your, your, your goals in life, you know, you may want to consider this because you're going to be consistently practicing your craft, understanding the business, understanding the literary world so that when your book comes out, you know, you're not just throwing it to the wind. You, you, you kind of know how to navigate those waters. And, and, and that, that is, you know, to get paid while learning the, the, the industry and get paid well, mind you, is, is, is a great way to go about it. Right. And I, I think a lot of people out there would be interested in that. I, I know being in the coaching space, I know a lot of people that, you know, make money just writing ad copy for a business in that person's voice. Imagine what they could do if they could add books <laughs> to their, you know, their offerings. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like supersizing their offer. Yeah. And their, and their income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Eli, you were telling me about your 45-day challenge. So please tell everyone a little bit about that. This is, this is what we're really, really, really excited about. In the first week of May, we have a 45-day Write Your Book Challenge. Like I said, one of the things that, that, that really got me at peace with not getting the notoriety of some of the books that I've, I've written is, the, is the, that I'm helping people. So we've actually doubled down on that. Not many people uh, can afford a ghostwriter, but that doesn't mean that their book shouldn't be out there. That doesn't mean that they can't be served by a book and can't serve others. What we've done, and this will be our third time doing it, first week of May, it's a 45-day Write Your Book Challenge. It's a private Facebook group that for 45 days straight, we are going to teach our system of writing a book, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every day for 45 days, And I myself personally go on live so that I can answer questions in real time. This isn't like you're going to get this this, this pre-recorded stuff. And we are going to walk you down so that you can write your book at a fraction of the cost as to what we would charge for us to write the book for you. So if you're listening and you want to write a book and you've been wanting to write a book for 15, 20 years, and if you like what you heard here, I'm going to give my seven-step story arc process. I'm going to teach you how to get a forward written by somebody famous. And everything that we do, the cost for this time is 397 bucks, 400 bucks for me every day for 45 days to coach you and write your book so that you can write your book the way we do it and guide you along through it. Now, being that Lisa so gracious and had me 
on the show. If you come to us by way of this podcast on the on the show notes is going to be a, a link or we're going to work this out where you're going to get 50% off oh, wow. for for 200 bucks. Me and if you and if you if you miss it, you watch the replay. And 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 after those 45 days, we leave every single video up for the next 10 days. I mean, if you don't take this offer and you want to write a book, don't ever tell anyone that you want to write a book again because you're lying to yourself. You've been waiting for a sign. It just fell on your ears right now. It just fell into your head. This is the sign you've been waiting for. Wow. That, Let's yeah. get that book that's done. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. Thank you for, for that opportunity for the listeners. I know that they're going to be excited to take advantage of that. So look in the show notes for that link. Yeah, take advantage of that fantastic offer. Thank you so much, Eli. My pleasure. Well, I mean, that's amazing, your your story and the, the things that you've been through and then the value that you've provided when it comes to just, you know, how to write that book that's going to open doors. And now you're training ghostwriters. So I know that the listeners were both entertained and educated today. So thank you so much for, for sharing with us and being here today, Eli. It is my pleasure. Thank you very, very much for having me. And I, and I hope that we did entertain and educate the listeners as well. Great. Thank you so much for your time, everyone. I hope you enjoyed what you learned today and, you know, check out the show notes if, if you want to connect with Eli and learn more about ghostwriting and just get out there and live more vibrantly.